Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 99. In this episode, as tough as they come. You're listening to Demolition News Radio. I've been thinking about Claude Brown a lot recently. For those of you too young to know, Claude Brown was president of the National Federation of Demolition Contractors from 1966 to 1968. Exactly 50 years later, Claude's son Paul is wearing the same chains of office, although there have been times in recent months when those chains must have felt like a concrete albatross. Claude Brown bestrode the NFDC and the wider demolition industry like a colossus. It's interesting to note that he was president a quarter of a century after the Federation was founded, and yet Claude Brown and his long-time compatriot Sidney Hunt Sr., whose presidency came almost 20 years later, are still seen as the Federation's founding fathers. When he stepped down as president, Claude took the role of convention and social secretary, a post he would hold for some 30-odd years. It was under his reign that the Federation held its first overseas convention. Claude also helped establish the NFDC's charity committee, which went on to raise hundreds of thousands of pounds for a number of good causes. As I once reported, he did this by treading a fine line between gentle cajoling and obtaining money with menaces. I was lucky enough to meet Claude a handful of times. In fact, I distinctly remember when he was awarded the Federation's Man of the Year Award in 1987. Now, I say I remember it, but I actually remember it because uh, I don't remember it. In 1987, I was 22 years old, a green reporter, and I liked to drink. Truth be told, I probably still love a drink now, but sadly that love is no longer reciprocal, and as a result, I haven't touched the stuff in 10 years or more. Back in 1987, however, abstinence was not on the agenda. Back then, NFDC AGMs could be pretty boozy affairs, and frankly, we journalists bring with us a certain reputation too. Cut a long story short, I saw Claude get his award, and then the day, the night, and the early hours of the following morning kind of got away from me. As a result, I totally forgot to file the story about Claude's award, a fact that rightly earned me a severe dressing down from my then editor. As I was saying, I met Claude a few times at various events and functions, and he had a bearing, a presence about him. The first time I met him, I called him Sir, Today, I call a lot of people Sir, generally because I've forgotten their name. I call Claude Sir out of an unspoken respect. I'm not religious or spiritual in any way. I don't believe in an afterlife or in heaven and hell. But I can't help thinking that Claude might have been looking down recently with a mix of barely concealed anger and disappointment. Anger at how his son's presidency had been called into question in such a public and unseemly fashion and disappointment at how many within his beloved federation comported themselves during the many bids to oust him. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. Times have changed since Claude Brown was president. The industry's changed too, mostly for the better. Claude and his peers fought a daily battle for the credibility of the industry. They presided over an industry that was seen as a poor relation to construction. They sought to unite an industry that killed its workers with a regularity that's unimaginable today. 
through the work of Claude Brown, Sid Hunt and a host of other dedicated individuals. The demolition industry is no longer constructed to poor relation. In fact, in many ways, it could teach construction a thing or two, particularly in the field of safety and the environment. Likewise, some demolition companies now compare very favourably with their larger and better-known counterparts in construction. We live in an age in which demolition can boast several blue-chip companies of its own. And maybe that's why much of what passes in this important industry business today seems somehow mundane and unimportant by comparison. Say what you like, but debates about the colour of a competence card are never going to be quite as riveting as the need to prevent another site death. Maybe that's also why very few NFDC presidents have had quite the same impact as Claude Brown and Sidney Hunt. Paul Brown's presidency doesn't match up to that of his father's. There's no shame in that. Very few have. There have been more than 20 NFDC presidents since Claude Brown stepped down, and with a few notable exceptions, none have had quite the same lasting impact. None has left behind quite such a legacy. Demolition News Radio is the podcast of demolitionnews.com and the Demolition Magazine. As you can probably guess from my accent, I come from South London. When I was growing up, and while there was no formal classification for these things, we used to grade the general toughness of those around us. There were the lightweights, the sort of people that would flee at the first sign of confrontation or potential violence. I proudly consider myself a lightweight. Then there were the men that we'd describe as a bit handy. These were the sort of guys that wouldn't go looking for trouble, but were quite capable of looking after themselves if it came looking for them. At the top end of the spectrum were those that we would call proper tasty. They were just this side of the hooligans and mentalists. If a fight ever broke out, you'd want someone proper tasty on your side. Despite the opulence of the surroundings and the fact that the traditional formality of the NFDC AGM requires men to wear suits and ties, it's clear that the NFDC has amongst its number a good many guys that you'd call a bit handy, and more than a few that are potentially at least proper tasty. But toughness comes in many forms. Personally speaking, if it comes down to fight or flight, my default reaction is flight every time. Yet in the past two years, I've bounced back from a burst appendix, septicemia, an ulcerated stomach and a pretty big whack on the head. I've also endured being ostracised, criticised and undermined by people that I once considered friends or at least allies. But that's nothing to what Paul Brown has endured in the past three or four months. While those that have criticised me have done so remotely, at a distance and often from behind the safety of a computer keyboard, Paul Brown's detractors have done it to his face. He has been assailed from all sides. His personal conduct and his professional capabilities have been called into question time and time again, and he has enjoyed precious little public support from those seemingly closest to him. But he has stood resolute and seemingly unmoved. In fact, at the NFDC's AGM, where he was surrounded by hard nuts and tasty geezers, as he was handed a mandate to remain in post, Paul Brown was by far the toughest man in the room. Claude, sir, if you're listening, your boy done good. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.